welcome to 2022 and what an exciting upcoming year I have planned for us. Thanks for joining me and listening to Trauma and Social Work Podcast. I am your host, Tanya Octave, the Integrative Clinician. This year, the focus is going to be on Octave's method. I will discuss seven strategies to heal thy mind and how you can develop, implement, and strategize a plan to bring you towards wellness, happiness, and success. The Octaves Method is a simple way to talk about an integrative plan using my last name. There are seven strategies. One, O is for observation. This will address one's spiritual health. Two, C is for compassion, to manage one's ego health. Three, T is for therapy, to address mental and emotional health. Four, A is for animals, to address playful, childlike behaviors, and also considering animals and pets to support this process. Five, V is for victuals, one's nutritional health. Six, E is for exercise, one's physical health. And seven, S is for socialize, relational health, primarily focusing on yourself and less with others. As you listen over the following months, you will learn how symptoms associated with anxiety, depression, trauma, ADHD, and even autism can be managed in an integrative fashion. You have many options in how you choose to listen. You may decide to get a pen and a pencil and take some notes. You may choose to listen while engaged in another activity like walking, cleaning the house, maybe even driving, but be mindful of safety, especially during our meditation episodes. You may also choose to listen to episodes in part or binge watch them on a particular day. You have options and however you choose, thanks for your support. So let's get started. psychological, mental health, or legal advice. Although I am a licensed professional, this is intended for information only and not as a formal treatment. By listening, you are agreeing to these terms. You should seek a professional for individual and specific questions regarding your overall wellness, happiness, and success. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. Last week, I shared some information about compassion and provided a short affirmation practice. This episode is all about therapy. The first area 
I learned most about in school? Well, let me rephrase this. I went to UCI for my undergraduate degree. I studied cognitive sciences in the field of psychology. Then I went back for my master's degree at Cal State University Long Beach and studied social work. I attempted a PhD program in clinical social work, but the institution had something against me and my belief system. So I ended up with a psychodynamic certificate. That being said, my educational training did not prepare me for being a clinician, let alone being an integrative mental health clinician. So I attended various trainings, more certificates, listened to people, and paid lots and lots of money for supervision and case consultation. Along this path, I arrived here at this moment. This is where I stand out in terms of mental health. You see, in my field, we see therapy as linear. You learn a particular treatment model, you study theories, and you understand more about what other researchers express, which explains the wonders of the mind. We don't consider and rule out other things such as spiritual traumas, malnutrition, lack of movement in the body, animals, the earth, the environment. Therefore, going to a traditional therapist or counselor may differ from me. Now, that is not good or bad, and I am not suggesting my opinion or perspective is the right option for you. For example, you may be looking for someone clinically trained in a particular model, EMDR, an evidence-based practice based on research, and talking with passive patients has some really viable and valuable techniques. I'm not trained in this modality. So you would not want, so you would want to find an expert in the field of EMDR. The integrated method based on my last name, Octave's method, comes from my personal experience about what has worked for me. It comes from the healing I have guided and supported children, teens, adults, and elderly patients with as ways to find them as ways to help support them in healing themselves, to empower them and give them freedom of choice. Much like a past counselor gave me when leaving an uncomfortable romantic relationship. For me, therapy is about choices and not being stuck to one or the other, to have a variety of options and not fall victim again to what one belief system feels may be helpful. I like variety. Give me choices. Let me choose and have the freedom and flexibility with my mental wellness. So let's talk about choices. One of the first choices after deciding to be strong and ask for help is, where do I start? Here are some options to consider and my opinions about the strengths and challenges of each choice. One is going through your medical insurance. If you have medical insurance, you will have to contact your medical provider. This may be your primary care physician or your child's pediatrician. Most of these types of requests can be done by emailing your provider, especially nowadays. Depending on the type of insurance you have, you'll be given a number to a universal contracted agency. 
most insurances will encourage you to meet with one of their in-house providers. However, these appointments are difficult nowadays and often may not meet weekly, which I think is very minimal for your therapeutic healing. They can direct you to an outsourced therapist if you um, relay an urgent concerning message to the person answering the phone. For example, in California with Kaiser, they contract out with something called Beacon Health Options. The first step is approval from your primary care provider. So they will refer you here to initiate the referral request. Next, they will provide you a list of names closest to you in your area. Some representatives will encourage you to log into their medical website and look for a provider on your own. And others on rare occasions will reach out to providers directly to schedule an appointment on your behalf. This is the first place many will start. At least it's a start. This is usually less expensive depending on your co-payment. It is also considered easier in some respects to find a counselor. However, it has its drawbacks. You don't get to interview or talk to the clinician to see if this is a good fit. You have made it this far and you are venturing into a relationship with someone. You want that person to be someone you think would be a good fit for you. In my opinion, finding a clinician is not like selecting, in my opinion, finding a clinician is a lot like selecting a politician for office. You have a few candidates to choose from, and although none of them are probably the best, you kind of pick what you think may be the best at the time. I just have a personal opinion about this choice, especially in terms of mental health and mental wellness. However, you find a good fit, a good connection, you think you can build trust, go for it. Absolutely go for it. Two. Is looking for a specialist in your area that is specializing in an area you may need. There are various sites on the web. Then they, and then in going to those sites, they will list names and contact information for individuals for you to start doing your research. You can look for individuals trained in EMDR, trained in trauma, in depression, in bipolar disorder, the list goes on and on. Once you have narrowed it down to a few, now do your homework. I encourage you to visit their websites and get to know them. See their personality. If this is a personality that you think would be a good fit and supportive for you along your journey. The first counselor I selected was in my college during my time at UCI. She was clinically trained and specialized in relationships within the African-American community. At that time, she was a good fit for me. And I didn't think she would judge me in ways that I would have suspected to be judged if I were to see, let's say, a male or a person who was not of color. This is where I was at that time in my life. It was a good match. My last counselor was a person of a different ethnic group. Um, although still a female, not a male, 
Her cultural and life experiences was different. However, she was psychodynamically trained and I knew I wanted to work on stuff from my childhood. That was a good fit for me. I would consider maybe CBT and play therapy counselors educated in these treatment modalities if I were looking for a counselor for my child. When searching for what you need, there is more flexibility than working with medical insurance companies. This form of treatment is often the most expensive though. So keep in mind, I know private practice clinicians, at least in the state of California, that will charge 150 on the low end to about 300 per session. So consider this when thinking about your options. Three, there are options surrounding online telehealth services, and you may choose to connect with an organization such as Talkspace, CalMary, Amwell, BetterHealth, Regain, Teen, Pride, and a few more. CalMary has been ranked to be the best overall, and they charge about 42 to about 90 bucks. Keep in mind, all rates are going to be rising due to infl inflation. I don't have many patients or friends and family that chose this route, but I have heard a few things. It is often difficult to get a counselor who is well-trained and knowledgeable when working with these organizations. Connecting with a therapist tends to run pretty smoothly once you're there, and the counselors tend to be pretty accessible. I know many therapists who start with these organizations as they build their practice. I must admit, I've even considered this since the onset of COVID. For some therapists, it is a way to develop their practice. The reimbursement rate is very low from what they would typically receive from a private pay or health insurance companies from other insurances. So this really discourages the broader category of those who are already in private practice. These I would say are kind of the top three options for most people. For option one, I used to accept health insurance. I used to work with medical insurance companies since I was beginning to start my practice. However, insurance companies frequently change their rules. They often have limitations of what is being billed for within the treatment. As an integrative clinician, I use meditation practices to control the breath. This soothes the agitated mind and the body. I would not be able to bill appropriately because insurance companies don't see meditation as a form of treatment. This would also include aspects of nutritional assessments and counseling. So your treatment is limited in my eyes. Insurance companies also want to label individuals as sick and require a diagnosis for reimbursement. I, I just operate differently. Yes, I do believe diagnosing people can be helpful, but everyone and in all situations don't need a diagnosis. More importantly, People need to understand what is going on and not a label that may be associated with a cluster of symptoms. Lastly, healthcare is not accessible to all people. And although this is more about politics, it is still a social injustice. 
And because it limits one freedom to choose, I, I just no longer want to work with health insurance companies. People are anxious and worried about starting therapy. This is scary. They feel they will be judged, bringing up this unconscious and maybe pre-conscious feelings and experiences. When limited by insurance companies, genuinely hurting people struggle to get appropriate health support and are often sent on a wild goose chase to find a counselor. This process is discouraging and overwhelming for some. So just be prepared if you tend to choose option one as you ventured into your mental wellness plan. Then, once a counselor is located, the connection between the patient and client may not be a good fit. The burden then falls on the patient. Either stay in an unhealthy relationship because it is covered by insurance or leave and try to find someone else or give up altogether, which most people end up doing. I just no longer participate in processes that are not helpful and don't bring people towards wellness, happiness, or success. I want to end with a proverb from my book. Heal the Mind, Seven Strategies to Wellness, Happiness, and Success. Where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Taken from Christian Proverbs 11, 14. Give yourself the gift to heal and explore the various options available to you in asking for help. You don't just have one option. This proverb, to me, illustrates that if there is one option, we limit our success. If there are many options, we are supported with the safety of others. Thank you for listening. And remember, a superpower is putting yourself first, putting your healing first, and searching and asking for help from others. Thank you for listening to Trauma and Social Work Podcast. I am your host, Tanya Octave. I am a licensed clinical social worker in California and Nevada. Please share this podcast with others. Like if there's a button to do so and subscribe to my channel. This lets me know the work is valuable and I will continue to share simple techniques to move you towards wellness, happiness, and success. I will end by saying, in order to successfully complete the journey of life, everyone needs to evolve spiritually. Ancient Kemetic Proverb.